Living Alone, a short humorous essay penned by Gillette Burgess. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in October 2018. Living Alone I have lived so long alone now that it seems almost as if there were two of me, one who goes out and sees friends, transacts business, and buys things, and one who returns, dons more comfortable raiment, lights a pipe, and dreams. One the world knows, the other no one knows but the flies on the wall. I keep no pets, since these would enforce my keeping regular hours. The only familiars I have, therefore, are my clock, my fire, and my candles. And how companionable these may become, one does not know who does not live alone. They owe me the debt of life, and repay it each in its own way, faithfully and apparently willingly. I have a lamp, too, but a lamp is a dull thing, especially when half-filled, and this one bores me. I might count my typewriter also, but she is too strenuous, and she makes me too impatient by her inability to spell. Besides, the clock, fire, and candles may, with no great stretch of the imagination, be readily conceived to have volition, and once started they contribute not a little to relieving the tedium of living alone my clock is always the same it has no surprises it may go a bit fast or slow but it has a maddeningly accurate conscience and its fidelity in ringing the eight o'clock alarm proves it inhuman still it lives and moves beating a sober accompaniment to my thoughts altogether it is not unlike a faithful conscientious servant never obtrusive always punctual and obedient but with an unremitting devotion to orders that is at times exasperating many a man has stood in fear and shame of his valet and so i look askance furtively with a suppressed curse when the hands point to my bath my luncheon and my sortie into town it would be a relief sometimes if my clock stopped were i not sure that it would be my fault but my fire is more feminine full of moods and whims ardent domestic and inspiring now a fire like a woman should be something besides beautiful though in many houses the hearth is a mere accessory it should have other uses than to provide mere warmth though this is often its sole reason for being nor should it be a mere culinary necessity, though I have known open fires to be kindled for that alone, and treated as domestic servants. In my house the fire has all these functions, and more, for it is my friend, and has consoled many lonely moments. It is a mistress, full of unexpected fancies and vagaries. It has, too, a more sacred quality, for it is an altar where I burn the incense of memory and sacrifice to the gods of the future. It is both human and divine, a tool and symbol at once. No one, I think, can know how much of all this a fire can be, who has not himself laid, lighted, and kindled, and coaxed it, who has not utilized its services and accepted its consolations my fire is however often a jealous mistress she warms me and makes my heart glad but i dare not leave her side on a wintry day 
i must keep well within bounds hold her hand or be chilled i need but little urging i pull up my couch take pencil and paper and she twinkles and purrs by my side casting flickering glances at me as i work not till the flames die down and the coals glow soberly red do i find the more practical pleasures of friendship and housewifely service now my fire plays the part of cook and in her proper sphere outdoes every stove or range ever lighted a little duck lay gently across the grate the kettle whistling with steam and the coffee-pot ready what bachelor has ever attended a more charming handmaiden than i by my little open fire she will heat an iron or shaving water as gracefully too waiting upon me with a jocund willingness no servant could be so companionable still she must be humoured as one must always humour a woman try to drive her or make her feel that she is but a slave and you shall see how quickly she resents it there is a psychological moment for broiling on an open fire and postponement is fatal it takes a world of petting and poking to soothe her caprice when she is in a blazing temper but remember her sex and she melts in a glow like a mollified child kindling and lighting my fire is a ritual i cannot go about it thoughtlessly or without excitement the birth of the first curling flame inspires me for the hearth becomes an altar sacred to the household gods if the day offers the least plausible pretext for a fire i light one and sit down in worship i resent a warm morning when economy struggles with desire luckily my studio is at the north of the house and no matter if the sun is warm abroad there is a cool corner waiting where the fire needs no apology the sun creeps in towards noon and puts out the flames but all the morning i enjoy the blaze in the evening the fire becomes absolutely necessary and provides both heat and light giving a new life of its own to the darkness of the room then i become a parsee put on my sacerdotal robes for such lonely priestcraft requires costume and fall into a reverie for my sacrifices old letters feed the flames they say that coal in burning gives back the stored sunlight of past ages what lost fires burn then when love-letters go up in smoke to illumine for one brief last instant the shadows of memory my candles partake of the nature of both clock and fire they are to be depended upon when let alone to burn just six hours marking the time like the ticking pendulum but they give light and warmth too in their own way in gentle imitation of the fire they also have moods less petulant than the fires but they require as little attention as the clock the fire seems immortal though the coals fade into ashes the morning's resurrections seem to continue the same personality and the same flames seem to be incarnated living again the same old life but the life of a candle seems visibly limited to a definite space of time and its end is clearly to be seen in that aspect it seems more human and lovable than the fire a candle is more like a petted animal whose short life seems to lead to nothing beyond we may put more coals on the fire and continue its existence indefinitely but the candle is doomed putting another one in the socket does not renew a previous existence 
but if it is a short life it is a merry one and its service is glad and generous my little army of candles is constantly being replenished like brave and loyal soldiers they lay down their lives gallantly in my cause and new ones fill up the vacant ranks fighting the powers of darkness this is my bachelor reverie but high noon approaches and my metamorphosis is at hand now the sun has struck the fireplace with a lance of light and i that other i must rise dress and out into the world end of living alone by gillette burgess